0: This week's adventure involves mentions of human body fluids, and sexuality, as they relate to the spread of the human immunodeficiency virus, also known, as HIV. If any of this, will spark a conversation with little ears, that you are not ready to have, consider putting on a pair of ear muffs, or playing very loud music during the rest of this episode.
1: We're pregnant. Bro, do you even? I live? can't eat another. One bite. is usually bigger than the other? It Tastes awful. Won't hurt a bit. Why is it leaking? It's not that? What's Not there. So, yesterday. have a second. I'm totally my I'm fastest girl. That's supposed to look like that. Don't worry, that that was solid Deadly. I'm Terrell, and I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body Hi! If you're hearing the sound of my voice, it means that you have successfully clicked on the button for the latest dose of our hijinks. Now, assuming that you didn't hit the button by mistake, we thank you for your interest and hope that you're enjoying the string of squirrel moments that is this podcast. For this week's adventure, We're actually going to be featuring work from someone else's podcast, but we think you'll be glad we did, because in a moment, for your listening pleasure, we're going to play an episode from a very cool podcast called Burst Your Bubble, which is put on by an educator named Morgan, whose specialties include teaching people to better understand media and the types of messages that it sends. Morgan's Burst Your Bubble podcast is chock-full of really interesting episodes where she explores the ways that things like culture, ideas, and human nature are portrayed in media. For this week's adventure, the Burst Your Bubble episode that we're featuring is called Captain Planet and HIV-AIDS. And it's all about that time when the Captain Planet and the Planeteers cartoon used basketball and a giant rat to tackle public fears about HIV and AIDS.
0: In a moment, we will cut away to Morgan's take on the Captain Planet show, but before we do, in case you ignored me when I said it earlier, this is your last chance to jump ship and hit the pause button before Morgan mentions blood and semen and sexuality. Okay. Stand by for audio.
2: If you didn't watch it in the 90s, Captain Planet and the Planeteers was a cartoon that focused on five teens, each from a different part of the world with a different superpower. The teens were led by Gaia, the spirit of the Earth, um, also known as Whoopi Goldberg, uh, and Captain Planet, who was this blue superhero kind of clad in red spandex and a green mullet who could fly. Thank you, 1990s. Every episode, their goal was to fight villains who were attacking the environment, from the ozone to the Great Barrier Reef, or even showing kids how to recycle. On November 21st, 1992, Captain Planet and the Planeteers was the first children's show to talk about HIV-AIDS. The episode, entitled A Formula for Hate, was pretty unusual for the series. There was no environmental pollution, no destruction of the rainforest, no loss of wetlands, none of that. But in the episode, Verminous Scum, a large mutant rat. Yeah, of course, a large mutant rat. Keep in mind, this is time of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, But this rat, he brainwashes an entire town into thinking HIV-AIDS can be spread through everyday contact, from hugging and shaking hands to sharing a pencil. And the whole town hates and fears this one young man named Todd Andrews, who we find out early in the episode has HIV. A, uh, A fun side note. Does this voice sound familiar to you? <laughs> Get out of here, Chip. <laughs> Did you guess it? Todd Andrews is voiced by 19-year-old Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, that we know him now from, oh God, all the wonderful things Neil Patrick Harris does, from his Broadway accomplishments to how I met your mother to just being an awesome dad. You have to remember, this episode came out in 1992. At the time, he was really... In Doogie Howser, he was Doogie, but he wouldn't come out to the public until 2006. So just think of that for a second. Because, remember, it's 1992. Not too many things are quote-unquote gay-friendly. And as you can imagine, there was a lot of controversy surrounding the episode. Actually, you know what? Let's take a moment to kind of set the scene. Though there were reports of isolated cases starting in the 1960s, HIV-AIDS became a widespread epidemic almost in the United States in the 1980s. HIV, the human immunodeficiency virus. HIV weakens your immune system by destroying important cells that fight disease and infection, making it so that your immune system can't protect you at all. HIV is a lot like other viruses, but there is one big difference. While over time your immune system can clear most viruses out of your body, it can't with HIV. So once you have HIV, You have it for life. There's treatment, but there's no cure. While a lot of people talk about HIV when they talk about AIDS, these two diseases are not the same. Not everyone who has HIV will have AIDS, though an HIV infection can lead to AIDS. The terms HIV and AIDS can be confusing because both terms refer to the same disease, but HIV refers to the virus itself, and AIDS refers to the late stage of HIV infection when an HIV-infected person's immune system is severely damaged and has difficulty fighting disease and certain cancers. Other uh, fun facts about HIV/AIDS: Did you uh, know that it was originally nicknamed as "gay cancer"? Yep. Mm-hmm. People thought it was an illness that would only affect the gay community, so much so that its original name wasn't HIV/AIDS, but GRID, or gay-related immune deficiency. At the time, people really didn't know or understand how HIV AIDS could be spread. So now we know it has to be through a bodily fluid like um, blood or semen or breast milk. But at first, people thought you could get it through someone's saliva, um, for example, which is totally not the case. Don't touch him. You could be next. So going back to Captain Planet and the Planeteers and that mutant rat scum, Well, scum convinces an entire town that HIV-AIDS could be spread just by being in contact with someone. We're talking if they give you a high-five or a hug, drink from the same water fountain as you, or eat lunch in the same room. For the record, HIV-AIDS can be transmitted through sexual contact, sharing dirty needles, pregnancy, childbirth, and breastfeeding, uh, blood transfusions, and organ transplants. So, not exactly those daily high-fives. And no, HIV is not spread by air, water, insects like mosquitoes or ticks, tears or sweat, or casual contact like shaking hands or hugging or drinking glasses. And no matter how crazy some of this sounds, Captain Planet and the Planeteers touches on some examples that would not have been that far off from American society. Like people actually thought this. At one point in the episode, a mother says she won't let her son play in the game. Not if Todd Andrews plays. And it is important to remember that during the 1980s and early 1990s, think of the children was a large part of conservative discussion that framed a lot of the public discourse about HIV AIDS. I cannot believe this. Listen. The diseases here protect your children. Get rid of AIDS in your town. It's also interesting to look at Todd Andrews as a character, a high school basketball star. If you know basketball, then you've probably heard of Magic Johnson. He played point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers for 13 seasons. And Magic Johnson has a ton of accolades. He was selected first overall in the 1979 NBA draft. He helped the Lakers win an NBA championship and won the Most Valuable Player Award in his rookie season. And he played with the Lakers during four more NBA championships during the 1980s. He has received three NBA Most Valuable Player Awards. He has been in the NBA Finals nine times. He played in 12 All-Star Games. He led in the league in regular season assists four times. And then he also announced that he was HIV positive on November 7, 1991.
1: Because of uh,
0: the HIV virus that I have attained, uh, I will have to retire from the Lakers uh, today. Um, I just want to make clear, first of all, that I do not have the AIDS disease, because I know a lot of you I can want to know that, but the HIV virus.
2: This ties even more so with the issue that the town in this cartoon and society at large didn't understand how HIV-AIDS could be spread. Instead, misinformation led people to believe that they could get HIV-AIDS through simple, everyday contact. And let's remember, folks, basketball? Yeah, that's considered a contact sport. Fans still voted Johnson in as a starter for the 1992 NBA All-Star Game, uh, though his former teammates and other players had some concerns.
0: What finally ended his career was not HIV or AIDS, it was other people's fear of the disease.
1: Controversies off the court that led to Magic's retirement apparently centered around a growing fear among NBA players that they may be able to catch the HIV virus through physical contact with Magic, even though the risk is decidedly very small. If I get in a collision with a guy, it don't have to be Magic. It can be Joe Smoke.
0: But the fact of the matter is, if you got the AIDS virus, it'd be hard for me to play as hard as I'm capable of playing. And if people can't respect my decision, that's tough.
1: It's unfortunate that Irvin has basically been drummed out of the league because they were afraid of him. And I think the situation that's been created now is that if another player tests positive for HIV, they're certainly not going to come forward.
2: But in the end, Magic did play, and he led the NBA West to a 153-113-point to win and was crowned All-Star Most Valuable Player after making 25 points, 9 assists, and 5 rebounds. Johnson also went on to become a member of the 1992 United States Men's Olympic Basketball Team, a.k.a. the Dream Team, you know, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, and they won the Olympic gold medal in 1992. Clearly, Magic Johnson was an amazing basketball player, but even he had to put up with a lot of issues surrounding his HIV-positive status. That was the whole point of making an HIV-AIDS episode for Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Though some people may see it as a simple cartoon, a formula for hate could lead to a larger conversation about what HIV-AIDS was, how you can get it, and most importantly, how you couldn't get it. The subject matter was very real for many people at the time. According to AIDS.gov, in 1992, AIDS became the number one cause of death for American men ages 25 to 44, and in 1994, AIDS became the leading cause of death for all Americans aged 25 to 44. By the end of 1995, 500,000 cases of AIDS were reported in the United States, and it wasn't until 1996 that the number of new AIDS cases diagnosed in the U.S. declined for the first time since the beginning of the epidemic. And in 1996, AIDS was also no longer the leading cause of death for all Americans aged 25 to 44. And while the episode never explains how Todd got HIV, his doctor does explain it could have been from unprotected sex, drugs with needles, or a blood transfusion he had last year. HIV-AIDS and its connection with blood transfusions is very clear at the time. Um, Now remember, before I give you these dates, remember the episode came out in 1992. In 1987, two brothers with hemophilia a rare blood disorder where your blood doesn't clot normally, they were infected with HIV during a blood transfusion. Later, their house was torched by people who did not want the brothers at a public school. They didn't want them in class, they didn't want them near their kids, or they were teachers and didn't want them. The brothers were 8 and 10. And unfortunately, this isn't the only example. On December 17, 1984, Ryan White was also diagnosed with HIV. He was a teen who also had hemophilia and... He became infected with HIV during a blood transfusion as well. When the public school he attended found out that he had HIV, parents and faculty wanted to ban him from the school. And the principal and school board did just that. My daughter said, took his classes, and I will
1: not permit her to be in the class again. I will do it. Ryan, who got AIDS from contaminated blood while receiving a transfusion, has been certified by a doctor to attend school. He will be in class on Friday because the lawyer for the parents who filed suit told them the case has been continued until Friday afternoon. Now they are threatening a boycott. And for one day on Friday, I think, you know, we ought to keep them kids home till we find out what that judge wants to do. And if the lawsuit fails, many of these parents plan to pull their
2: kids out of school, transfer them to private schools, or teach them in their homes. It was really bad. It was... Um, people were really cruel people said he had to be gay he had to have done something bad or wrong or he wouldn't have got it uh, or god's punishment we heard the god's punishment a lot <laughs> you know that somehow some way he's done something he shouldn't have done or, or, or he wouldn't have got aids now going back to captain planet and the planeteers Scum makes large posters of todd's face with the words aids written in big red font placed over his face now during the episode todd has fled His brother was beaten up, the town destroys his mother's farm stand, and it is made very clear to him that no one wants him around. But Todd does return home to a booing crowd. He wants to play for his basketball team in the state championship. So Captain Planet and Todd's coach end up educating the whole town, who are all at the high school gym, for that basketball game.
0: This is supposed to be
2: a school, but I think these people need a little education about the HIV virus. May I have your attention, please? A lot of you are worried about AIDS. And there's a rat in your midst who's been spreading lies. Give him the facts, coach. You can't get AIDS from casual contact. Hugging, touching, they're okay.
0: You can use the same water fountain or eat in the same cafeteria. It's safe. You've been led astray by lies. Todd hasn't changed. That's right. He's the same kid who played his heart out for you right here on this court last
2: week. Deal with the real people. Get the facts. If Todd had any other disease, you'd be cheering him on. Right now, Todd needs your support. The power is yours. So, what are you going to do? Turn
0: your back on him or give him the chance he deserves? Yeah!
2: Much like fictional character Todd, Ryan White had to find help from people who were willing to talk and be educated about HIV-AIDS. His mother says that... Then we moved to Cicero, Indiana, and there the community welcomed us. And it was all because of a young girl named Jill Stewart, who uh, was president of the student body, who decided to bring in the medical experts and talk to the kids. And the kids went home then and educated their parents. Even today, AIDS.gov states that more than 1.2 million people in the United States are living with HIV. So remember what you learned today.
1: AIDS is a terrible epidemic plaguing our world. But two things make it even worse. Ignorance and fear. You cannot catch AIDS from hugging or playing or eating in the same cafeteria with someone. Learn the facts about AIDS. Talk to your parents, your school nurse, counselor, or your teacher. So protect yourself
2: and others... With knowledge. Remember, the power is yours.
0: No, the power is mine. Haggle ha 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 haggle ha ha ha. What are you going over there? Nothing. I'm alright. Leave that in.
1: So there you have it. It turns out that in the Captain Planet universe, an entire town of otherwise smart and caring people can be driven to mass panic by a giant mutant rat, and then made to see reason at a basketball game by a flying superhero with silver skin and green hair. This may sound completely over the top, especially if you have never seen the original TV show, but it's worth noting that, like Morgan said, the town's reaction to HIV in this 1990s cartoon was not that far from that decade's reality. And in many ways, the town's reaction in that 90s cartoon isn't that far from this decade's reality either, especially the parts about how the townspeople used poor judgment and turned on their own fellow human beings once the fear of getting sick and dying had gotten the best of them. The most glaring recent example of this happening in real life was in 2014, when an Ebola outbreak took hold in certain parts of Africa and a handful of the Americans directly connected to the outbreak became ill. Soon after this happened, Public schools in some American cities actually decided to close their doors because they thought that students were at risk of getting the infection. Protesters with similar fears began gathering at the White House to demand travel bans. And politicians tried to start talks to close America's southern border because they were afraid travelers from Africa might use it to enter the country and spread the disease. There were even reports of people stocking up on plastic infection control suits and of hospital service workers refusing to do their jobs because they were afraid they'd be infected. None of this was actually necessary, but people were scared and misinformed. So much so that, Americans who were polled at the time revealed that they believed all sorts of misinformation about the disease, like the idea that Ebola could be spread through sneezes. It can't. Or the idea that a person infected with Ebola could spread the illness before showing any obvious symptoms. They can't. Or that Americans had good reason to think that they were at risk of getting an Ebola infection at all. They didn't. In recent history, several other less extreme examples of health panic have taken place too. But the most pressing one we're facing in our community today probably involves the current trend of some parents deciding not to vaccinate their children because they're afraid that vaccines cause children to develop autism. They don't. Since ye olden times, we've managed to graduate from things like blaming bad air for tuberculosis, or blaming the poor for cholera, or blaming people who are gay for HIV and AIDS. But we're still not above reacting like the people from that Captain Planet town when faced with scary illnesses that we don't understand. The good news is, When it comes to using better judgment about our health and about how we care for the people around us, we really do have the power. I also have the power. We now have better access to information than people have had during any other time in human history. And thanks to resources like health departments, science communicators, fact-checking organizations,
0: and digital assistants,
1: it's never been easier to find, understand, and make use of reliable health information that didn't come from tradition, or trial and error, or old wives' tales, or hearsay from rats. It's a truly glorious time to not be in that internetless Captain Planet town, Wi-Fi included, we 100% have the tools to do better. But making the best use of those tools involves remembering what we're capable of when we don't. Morgan's work did a really good job of reminding us of this. And that's partly why we were so excited to share her episode with you. We hope you liked it as much as we did. If you did like it as much as we did, you can check out more episodes of Morgan's podcast at BurstYourBubblePodcast.com. She's got lots of interesting content on there, including a special Halloween episode on how themes from the original vampire movie Dracula were based on the real-life efforts of scholars who thought they had the right to control who was allowed to make babies.
0: This notion may sound far-fetched, but the idea of trying to control the human's gene pool by controlling who gets to make babies is part of a philosophy called the eugenics movement, which gained traction during the early 1900s and resulted in the forced sterilization of at least 60,000 humans in the United States
1: alone. If that doesn't float your boat, Morgan's got a bunch of other really cool episodes too. On top of that, she also does this thing where she features new original artwork for each one of her episodes, which you can also see by having a look at her homepage.
0: If you're interested in watching the 20-minute episode of the Captain Planet cartoon, that inspired this week's adventure, you can view it as it originally aired, in 1992, by visiting our website, healthscienceforeveryone.com, just click on the tab that says, More, and then click, Internet Gold. After you do that, you'll be able to scroll down to see the video.
1: Well, that's all for now, stay tuned everybody.
0: Please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day
1: job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word.
0: For a limited time, health science for the rest of us, listeners, can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No,
1: no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies.
0: www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com
1: Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?